0: We are at another episode of the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. This one is an interesting one to me for sure. We are going to meet with Mark Disney. Mark Disney currently lives in Oregon. I think it's Oregon, not Washington State, but he'll he'll tell us in the uh, podcast. Um, he has spent his uh, quite a few years learning about uh, the marijuana industry, and in this podcast, we focus on the differences between THC and CBD. I asked a lot of probably dumb questions, but I really wanted to know uh, what are the benefits of both, especially with him being on the west coast and us being on the east coast. The difference between legalization and decriminalization, we talked about that. Um, We talked about a lot of good topics and we realized that the uh, cannabis industry is something that will require quite a few more um, podcasts in the future. Uh, the podcast today is brought to you by a few sponsors, uh, one of my websites, which is goodcompanywv.net. That is the uh, clearinghouse for any sort of concept or something I'm working on. If I want to put it on the internet, I put it on there. So on there, you find the Bros and Bros calendar, which all events are suspended until the quarantine is lifted. But you can see where they might be meeting. Mm. Maybe they still show up. You never know. Um, it's also a place where the Bros & Bras um, retail store is. We can have, uh, you can buy gear on there and have it shipped to you or create some sort of dead drop where you work that out with the vendor. Um, you can also drop off clothes to have the Bros & Bras logo screened on there. Uh, that company is called BLTs, um, I think it's W V at gmail.com. But That's the guy, if you call, if you need t-shirts made. So, check that out at goodcompanywv.net. We're also brought to you by justthefreakingrecipe.com. This is a website you go to to pick up some new ideas on things to make that are easy, bachelor-centric, crock-pot recipes and things like that. But what's unique is that there's no backstory. You don't have to hear about Sally's trip to Tuscany and she was experiencing the all the herbs and smells in the air and how her and her family went on a vacation prior to getting to just the recipe and just the ingredients and things you need. This is a much more streamlined version and it's fun to read because there's a bunch of smart ass comments in the ingredients and in the instructions. That makes it a little entertaining. That's something fun to do while you're on quarantine. We're also brought to you by Brackens Painting. BrackensPainting.com as you find out more information about my painting company and uh, it's a commercial and residential painting company we currently have quite a bit of work stacked up but we're definitely willing to give people prices and let them know approximately when we can get to you uh, the way uh, this podcast is also brought to you by city national bank bank city.com i work with melissa not in jefferson county she's been a real exceptional <clears throat> real exceptional resource uh, figuring out this whole sba loan um, and the other challenges that we're seeing with the stimulus money and what I should apply for and what I shouldn't apply for. So Melissa Knott with Jefferson National Bank, thank you uh, for being a sponsor of this podcast also. So let's see what Mark Disney, my track and cross-country rival from back in the high school days, has to say about the cannabis industry. Hello, Mark. Thank you for being on the Break It Down for Bracken's podcast. We are recording as of now. Um, As I said in the intro, Mark and I go back like to 1989,
1: 1990.
0: That's like 30 years. Oh, man. That's math now. Yes. Damn, dog. Yeah. We are getting old, okay? We are getting old. You got to figure, we met in high school. So if that's early high school, and we only met because we were on rival cross country and track teams and we had similar haircuts. That's pretty much the, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. People thought we were kind of lookalikes, uh, one blonde, one, uh, one black hair. Yeah, definitely. And we were both fast.
0: Well, um, so Mark, we're going to break down the differences between THC and CBD. I have all kinds of questions about this, but before we jump into that content, tell us of your stories of adventure and travel i mean you you traveled across the country numerous times by motorcycle you've lived in all kinds of really interesting places so give us the dirt man tell us about what you've been doing for 20 years
1: well right on man right on well first off appreciate you having me on here and uh getting good to see you again after all this time Uh, i had to clean one of us had to get cleaned up here so i went for it yeah but uh yeah, man. So, you know, as you know, you and I even uh, bartended a little bit together and I worked the bar scene in D.C., Northern Virginia, even restaurant management for a while and uh, left that about eight years ago. I decided, you know, I need a change. I need to, to do something. And that pursued my passion towards the cannabis plant. And uh, I decided to move out to originally it was actually Las Vegas. A buddy of mine had a, a job there uh, doing some work in his warehouse. And uh, it just, I, it, I was still feeling that urge. I need to get to Colorado. I know things are going to happen there. Um, but I, I jumped so far forward. The, the thing that got me so interested in that really goes back all the way to, to the mid, late 90s. Uh, after I'd done, you know, with school and all of that at the time, uh, for those of you that all remember, I played in a band back in the day called Permagrin. And uh, after Permagreen, woo! We, uh, you know, we disbanded. And at that point, I was bartending all the time and I had a lot of excess cash. So I decided, man, I'm going to start doing some trips with this money. And, well, I love cannabis. Where do you go? Amsterdam predominantly. So I started treks there in 97, 1997. I did about uh, 14 to 17 trips. Uh, it's a little vague on the last few because, you know, it was Amsterdam. but uh, <laughs> But you know, the biggest thing was I didn't just go there and party down. Sure. I went to the coffee shops. I enjoyed every aspect of that, but I went to different coffee shops and I tried multiple different strains and things like that because I just wanted to see, well, what is the difference? Uh, I even went to the cannabis college. Um, that was very, very interesting experience for anyone that ever does go to Amsterdam. You definitely need to go check that out. Um, It's a college set up to kind of gives you the history and the background of the plant. Um, And then the neatest thing was in the basement. They had little different grow window operations. And each plant was growing in its own specific controlled environment based on where it was from. So they had a kush plant from an Afghani kush growing in dirt and rocks in, you know, 80 some odd degree. It was just cranking down on the thing. Looked beautiful. And then they had a little jungle scene next to it of something from uh, like the Colombian strains or things like that. So you start to realize, wow, this is something that is all over the world. Um, I mean, she, THC usage goes back uh, all the way to 4,000, 5,000 BC in uh, in Chinese culture. So this is something that's always been used as a medicinal herb. Uh, so this is something that I was just intrigued about. Um, I will preface for anybody that's tuned in and all that, I am not doctored. I am not certified on any aspects of this. This is just, as Kevin mentioned, 20, 25 years of my own personal studying and wanting to learn uh, all about these things. So that's what led me to Colorado. And um, Colorado was awesome being there uh, the day they went legal in 2014. Uh, there was actually a show on, uh, on Netflix at the time. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of a net profit or something like that, but uh, uh, it's neat. You get your 15 seconds of fame. Uh, I got a, a, a 15th of a second. Uh, you can see me on their video standing in my onesie in front of the dispensary getting ready to go in. In a line of hundreds, I stood in for two and a half hours. Wow. But I wanted either that first day to, to contribute to the cause, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I did that been involved uh working in that industry uh since then uh you mentioned i I did colorado for about four years um and during that time yes i got involved in uh, motorcycles back around 2011 and uh because of all my travels overseas up until about 2007 and then i just stopped traveling overseas so much and it started getting really expensive so uh just laid low a bit here but then yeah i got the motorcycle man and uh That was awesome. Uh, Across the country, uh, geez, close to a dozen times uh, on the bike and, um, you know, on road, off road. So it it really, you spend that much time in your helmet by yourself in your head, really get a lot of soul searching. And it was that that actually led me to where I am now. I envision, you know, being, you know, in, in as much of the forefront of this industry as I could um, with my company Roken and uh, you know my my friend who founded it, uh, it, it was a great opportunity presented at the time, and it was because you know when I was in Colorado a year after they went legal, I managed a couple of dispensaries up there, so I got to learn the the, the ins and outs of the the industry itself. And on a visit up there, my friend came and he's like, "Oh man, we got to do something to get involved in this." And uh, I think that's when you and I had crossed paths at one point uh, over, uh, over some few weeks where I was in town. And I was telling you that, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do a vaporizer pen company. And I think the response was, what the hell is that, man? Yeah, right, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it's been, it's been a big learning curve uh, for what we've been doing. Um, we started uh, October, November, 2016 and we've been going since then. And in that time period, uh, as the aforementioned motorcycling, it actually does come into play. Uh, for those that, uh, that are watching this, even on the Roken link, when I link it to them, uh, I was on a motorcycle for the first uh, six to eight months of Roken, doing sales throughout Oregon, Washington, riding down to uh, Vegas, and then shooting up to Colorado. I would uh, load all my panneries up with hardware and then a bag on the back, a waterproof bag with, with a bunch of broken gear and wear my suit. So anyway, I get off track, but go on.
0: No, 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 you're not off track. You, you're you're definitely stimulating a lot of questions though. So, dude, we're on the East Coast, man. You're on the West Coast. There's, it's just drastically different. The way you're talking, you talk as if marijuana is legal everywhere you know the way you flow with your conversation so is it it's legal in vegas it's legal in nevada
1: Yep, I mean, nevada it's legal in california oregon oregon washington oh this is quiz time for me uh let's see a yeah. uh, lot of states that are uh medical i think we're 27 to 30 plus i'm not 100 percent sure on my numbers because there are quite a few that have been moving that route recently oh, Legal. That's a, that's, a, that's a totally different world right so I right. guess what I'm trying to say is it's hard.
0: It's hard to really understand the scope of anything in the industry, even with something like what you're doing. When we live in a state where it's not even medical, and and frankly, who understands yeah. what medical is? And that's probably an entirely different podcast, right? But yeah, it would be right. It's state so, by state. It's crazy. <laughs> so we have there's too many questions already. So I'm gonna start start with one. Roken created a vaporizer pen. Correct. Does the pen have marijuana in it? No.
1: No. You load more marijuana into it? You can load any type of concentrate product into it that is deemed uh, inhalable, if you will. So not just uh, marijuana THC, but uh, you could put CBD isolate in there. Uh, you could even if you were one who really likes to have uh, chamomile or something like that in your – I wouldn't suggest smoking that in uh, any great, but, you know, some people like to use other concentrates, but predominantly it's used – You're talking seeds. about
0: like the flavored juice Absolutely. sort of uh, vaping that we see here where people aren't smoking marijuana. Um, so, in other words, it's basically a vape machine that you can load – Okay, I got it. Concentrate yeah. into. Okay. So then when you were traveling around selling the product from vendor to vendor, you were selling the device, you weren't selling a preloaded device.
1: That is correct. We just sell hardware. So the best way in layman's terms for anyone to think about it and kind of get the gist, when everyone looks at the gold rush and everyone ran west for the gold rush, and this was called the green rush when marijuana went legal. Um... Everyone ran to get involved in selling and growing and all of that. Well, the people that made the most money during the gold rush were the ancillary devices, uh, in the sense of the people that sold the pans and the shovels and all those things. So, uh, you know, we were, we were looking at it as in something of, well, no, it's not gonna be the most uh, lucrative out of all of those different aforementioned means to this industry, but it's an avenue that needs to be addressed and taken seriously. And companies need to create good quality products. And unfortunately, there was a lot of stuff out there. Uh, and there still is a little bit of, of product out there that just isn't made with the best product and uh, the best materials, I should say. And you don't want to be inhaling that type of thing. So,
0: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast, because in an industry where there's so many new products coming out, whether it's hardware or software or concentrate or whatever, it's hard to um it's hard to know what's good versus what's just accessible. So okay, if that makes sense that, that clears up. So you you're selling hardware, um, but you're I mean, describe it for me, man. It, you can walk into a shop in Oregon and say, hey, let me kind of like buying Marble Reds or Winston's or Camels,
1: you can walk in just kind of order a you know, the that, That's funny you mentioned that. I have to reach forward to grab a uh, a uh, prop that I brought. Uh, this is a company out here. Uh, they're probably enjoying that a little bit of blast. But yeah, this is a ten pack of uh, pre roll half grams that you can go in and purchase at the shop. Okay. So
0: see, I haven't I haven't really been out west in that environment to experience that sort of accessibility, and I'm sure many people listening haven't also. So that's really crazy to me. Okay, so let's jump, let's jump into the content a little bit. Thanks for that, that update. Um, let's go with the big question at this, to start it off is what's the difference between THC and CBD, besides the fact that one gets you high and one doesn't?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely, so THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is the psychoactive effects of the cannabis plant CBD or cannabidiol? is the uh, I, I reserve to use the word medicinal, uh, maybe a better word to use it be therapeutic aspects yeah. of the cannabis plant again you know i'm no doctor so I can't say it's medicinal, and uh, they're still in the process of determining you know the full realities of of that that part of the plant. Uh, THC, the the general idea for people is, oh, I consume THC and that'll get me high. Um, And that's just going to, you know, make me loopy or get me jacked up to clean up the house. Because again, there are many different strains of the plant, Um, similar to, you know, a weed that grows on the East Coast that also grows... On the West Coast, uh, you know, there's slight different variations in how, you know, you know what I mean, landscaping wise, there. So, the big thing with CBD is it doesn't give you any psychoactive effects. And it isn't something that generally, on first consumption, you're going to take, however, your means of doing it, putting it on as a patch, a bomb, eating it, a drink, I think you had, or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> going to feel it on, on first usage and it's kind of one of those products much like uh, I guess you can compare it to in some cases sometimes a fish oil uh, as far as internal consumption I can honestly say with CBD patches or lotions if you got a sore arm and you put this product on there depending on the, the mentholatum uh, application added to it you will feel the effects of it and it will make it feel better. Um, why it's a great pain numbing? It, uh, it it affects the CBD receptors that are in the body, and this is where we get really crazy deep. It's called the endocannabinoid system. Every human being has one, and they are CBD receptors in throughout your body and also in your brain and THC receptors as well. Uh, this is where my knowledge gets to a point and then it definitely gets into the science end of it, but it is something everyone needs to be aware that every single person has this system in their body and it's what helps control, uh, hunger, depression, pain, anxiety, all of these different things.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I had no idea that we had natural receptors to each of those. Um, before we sat down, my back was getting a little tight because I had a podcast before this and I did a, a relatively quick, mm-hmm. not compared to our standards mark, a 5K this morning. But I I uh, I know, I went out there and, and kind of struggled through it and I came in, sat down, didn't stretch, I'm feeling tight. So I put this peppermint flavored or scented um, CBD oil on my erectors and my lower lats and above my glutes and in the time that i've sat down here to talk to you i'm feeling a warming Mm -hmm. sensation but i don't know if that's cbd or something else in the oil right um but i suppose that continued use
1: will help relieve pain back there but it won't fix it That's correct. I mean, the the best way to look at it is, you know, sometimes you you really give yourself a ding, and you know, oh, let me get the ibuprofen. Let me take some Tylenol. And you know, the people take it, and after time of usage, you know, oh, let let me get a couple. Yeah, let me let me get a couple more. You know, and then it gets to a bad habit usage. So it, it can be in the same. The it's not a miracle fix. It, but the beauty with the CBD is that you can apply it based on the directions on the bottle, you can apply it, uh, you know, at, at, at the usage. It's very few that you're going to come across that say, do not apply this more than three times in a day. Right. Um, that's the nice thing about CBD. So you use it and maybe you're, as you have that warming sensation that you're feeling. Well, maybe after this podcast, you'll, uh, you'll say, you know what, man, uh, maybe I'll put a little bit more on there and see what it feels like. And by tonight, you might just be in a situation like, wow, dude, this is crazy.
0: I well, at the same time, I also realized that my back is tight and my glutes are tight, A, because I was running with the right form, but the back got tight because my form started to go because I got a little bit tired near the end. And then lack of stretching, mobilization, probably dehydration is actually why the back hurts. So the CBD is more of a soothing, as you said before, therapeutic in between before I kind of actually rehab myself, which would be later today, you know, with some stretching and whatnot.
1: Um, but that- Right. You know, it's, I was just going to say, you and I both know, and back to the you know, water, 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 that's the big reality mm-hmm. for any human being, period. You've got to consume water. Uh, the beauty of the CBD is it can get in there much like using Ben Gay or one of these other, uh, dragon bomb or whatever you want to use to relax hot. those muscles. Icy hot. There you go. It's uh, it's the same therapeutic means, but you're not using a whole bunch of things that I'm not even going to pretend to try to pronounce because you know when it goes one whole line and then onto the next one, it's one word. I'm not wanting to use that. Right. So. You know, I think that's a big thing, and and I was going to say, you know, a, a little a little story, very brief though. Uh, a good friend of mine in Colorado uh, suffers from uh, spine uh, degenerative spine disorder. So you know, his his uh, vertebrae are compressing and just basically just kind of grinding down after the disc. You know, he's he's shrinking and all that stuff, and it's incredible agony. Uh, he's prescribed a multitude of, uh, of pills uh, for that. Um, he wanted to try to get off of that stuff. And, uh, you know, so he does like to uh, uh, utilize the CBD and things like that. But, you know, he, he wasn't sure, same aspect. So I happened to work for a company and I had a 500 milligram uh, 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 vial of CBD oil that I gave to him to take internally. And uh, just to, you know, it, it's kind of like aspirin or Tylenol in the sense of when I say kind of like it, I mean, When your foot hurts or your shoulder hurt or your knee hurt, you took ibuprofen, and for whatever reason, it knew where to go based on how it triggered with the the mind. Same exact thing with CBD oil. You take it, and it knows where it needs to go. Interesting thing here. He was in so much pain that the pills he had to take, he could only take every 12 hours. He'd have to set an alarm for when he could take it again. Not so did he remember to take it, but so that he would remember to wait until that time when he could so he wouldn't get addicted in the system. So there were times he'd be waiting two, three hours in agony. So I gave him the vial and I was like, "Hey, let's talk in a few weeks, man. And a few weeks later, I talked to him and I'm like, dude, how you doing my friend? And he's like, dude, I don't know if it's your CBD oil or not. I'm not going to say it's the mystical fixer, but I used it for a week and going into the second week, I noticed that I was hearing my alarm going off in the kitchen and remembering, oh, I got to get up and go take my pill. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to say it's working, but I'm going to say it's doing something. So yeah. That's That's my I feel like people hear stories like that
0: that all can't always be substantiated and you can't tell if it's the CBD helping or not, but I feel like it's a really widely varying positive supplement to what you take throughout life. And like the stuff that I have upstairs from my back, that's a topical sort of thing, right? So I don't really know um, if that's better than ingesting. Whereas this, this Kill Cliff, which is a post-workout drink that has hemp in it, but it doesn't really say how I'm supposed to feel, so I can't tell if it's working or not, right? So, you know, um, let's see. Let's see. It says here helps you rehydrate. 125 milligrams of hemp extract. It delivers 25 milligrams of CBD benefits that your body deserves. Um, and there's a bunch of kitschy stuff written here, but that didn't tell me. It didn't at no point does it actually tell me what it's supposed to do for me it's just right. a very nicely flavored orange kush it's funny Ooh. yeah orange instead of orange crush it's orange kush and it's got the big cbd on there and i drink it i don't know if i feel anything and i'm not looking for a thc effect i'm looking for a uh moosa man maybe like some relaxation maybe some of the stress or anxiety could melt away without being psychotropic or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, let's face it. At the end of the day, uh, it's the same as a beer. And how, how does one beer affect one person as to the other? Every single person's body is different. Um, and so that means each different consumable method or applicable method can vary for people. Um, you know, what, what might be for you you know taking a drink like that uh you know maybe it maybe it doesn't do very much maybe it's doing so little that you don't realize that hey you know what uh i was able to actually keep going for an extra 30 45 minutes didn't realize that rejuvenated me a little bit uh it it, it's kind of one of those where you know kind of depends on what the delivery method is you know if it's a sugary drink you know I, i can't necessarily you know, attest to, is it going to uh, do the right thing? The fact is that it does all attach to, to fat so, uh, cells, so that uh, that can be, you know, beneficial for sure. Um, but excessive sugars and anything is definitely going to, you know, mess right. the up. Subs- um, the, uh, there's a thing called the entourage effect. And the entourage effect is when there's THC, and CVD combined together, um, that is when everything is working cohesively. Um, that is what predominantly a lot of the medicinal um, uh, doctor-prescribed uh, methods try to tag. And again, this is for another podcast when we talk the medical, but the interesting thing about that is then, you know, using that knowledge into the medical dispensaries that then gets dispersed into the recreational market as it opens up. But again, well, that's a whole nother app. No,
0: no, let's talk about it now. Cause I can scratch the surface on this, with just one question, which I imagine has a relatively simple answer. So I deal with new business stress. I'm always, my mind is always turning. I've always got ideas pumping out. And then I like to capitalize on opportunities. So it, I usually deal with a lot of positive stress. Like, and it's, it's kind of like just opportunities. Um, okay but I'll lose sleep, but I can't fall asleep, or I get scattered in my thoughts. Um, So in theory, if let's say West Virginia legalized medical marijuana, as it's put, I can then go to the doctor and the doctor's like, bro, all you really need is some of this CBD THC combo, and that will chill you out. And then they give me a prescription that I would then take to a dispensary and then they give it to me. Is that how that
1: works? That's correct. Basically, well, that's layman's coverage, if you will. And now, the thing with the doctors is, and again, this is dependent on state by state, but when the programs are just initially getting going in the states, uh, you're going to visit the doctor, and you're, you know, checking off the boxes, if you will, of, you know, what what are your issues, you know, anxiety, you know, depression, this, 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 and Uh, you know, maybe you're suffering from uh, severe pain from, uh, you know, heartbreak from all those races that we ran together, you know, maybe you need something for that. Oh, Oh. oh. it sticks with me. It sticks with me. Dude, who am I kidding? You would wipe me all over the place right now. I'm not even joking. So anyway, never know. Right. So um, the big thing is that it's, it's, it's generally tried to be set up initially specifically to that person. Um, I have a friend who uh, was recovering from, uh, from some bang-up and all that, kind of from an accident, if you will, car accident. And uh, um, he's on a medicinal program in one of the states, and he is prescribed both THC and CBD at pretty much open limits because of the realization that, well, this is going to help, you know, the body and the mind for you to recover and do what you need to. Um, in in other states, for example, um, you know, as, as a little fact note that a lot of people might not be aware of, uh, Governor Northam of uh, Virginia there just decriminalized uh, marijuana last week which puts it at a uh, fine for possession of, I think, $25 for up to an ounce. Um, the next step for that is generally medicinal. Um, and when medicinal hits, uh, the- Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You just, you just glazed over.
0: I need the definition of that. You said that Governor Northam in Virginia legalized marijuana or decriminalized?
1: Decriminalized. Okay, that, that let's, let's break Very that down then. Vast difference. Okay. okay. So decriminalization just means to the point of it is now such a minimal prosecutable offense that it is no longer the reason that maybe people like myself back in the 90s and 2000s, if I was dumb, uh, was fearful to, to ride around with something. Now, it's a $25 fine which is the same or less than a parking ticket.
0: Wow. So think of the confusion there, man. Legalization, decriminalization. In my mind, they're the same thing, bro. I'm not thinking, like, that's how it sounds.
1: Right, right. It's so, funny when like, you, yeah. people on the federal level, you know, uh, you know, it's not legal on the federal level. Um, therefore, we're still uh, on the federal level, scheduled as a category one. Uh, drug, which is right in there with heroin and cocaine, which is mind-boggling absurd. Uh, And if they simply decriminalized, not legalized, but decriminalized marijuana on a federal level, well, then every state at that point would have access to uh, things like banking and all of those, uh, those plays. And it then becomes something that, okay, well, since it's not even viewed as prosecuted on a high level by the federal level, when well, then the states will always follow suit and or make their moves on their own like they're doing now. So it's, it'd be a means for the dominoes to really to start falling in a rapid way. Um, legalization is to the point where it's legal in these other states, as, as for mentioned for me. I can drive from the border of Canada to the border of Mexico and I can stop and purchase legal marijuana all the way in any dispensary I want. Um, there are limits that you're allowed to possess during the day um, and purchase, and limits of what you can have on you. And frankly, if you have it on you and you're driving, you know, one, you don't wanna be using it, uh, and two, you wanna generally have it put away, you know, locked up in your trunk where it's not near you. Same exact thing to drinking and driving, same rules apply. Um, so that's something a lot of people need to remember and you don't abuse it for that sense. So, wow,
0: I I love the break it down for brackets podcast. I swear to God, I learned so much thing. I just, that is awesome. And I know people listening, some people know I'm pretty sharp and some people might think I'm kind of dense, but I have to put myself in a dense position to understand the foundational points you know and that's even thought about the difference between legalization versus decriminalization and what how and when then what that really could mean so the west coast states have decriminalized it and legalized it and you can buy it like a pack of cigarettes you could carry it right here in your pocket like people did (laughs) the cigarettes right
1: and You can. You might get a couple more questions asked if you happen to get, you know, pulled over while driving and they see a pack of, you know, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, But in the same respects, though, it's, you know, the it's just like the training that all the police officers go through for X, Y or Z. Uh, The training that they've all gone through out here for recognition of somebody who is, you know. Highly intoxicated, I guess, if you will. Yeah, uh, they recognize that on a on a bigger plane, and it's no longer you know something that is just being searched through and for. It's 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 such a minimal offense. So
0: I guess you're right. So I wouldn't be driving with a six pack of beers and have two of them open, one empty in the front seat of my car either. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> assuming if you're a regular user, like you smoke four joints a day, I guess, if That I mean, who even knows if we're smoking joints anymore because it's gotten so technological, but if you're smoking four joints a day and you've got your pack of joints in your pocket, you're not actively smoking while you're driving, you shouldn't get your balls busted. So it, it's so hard to to grasp from how I felt when I was in high school if I was doing something illegal to how it could be now on the West Coast and eventually across the whole state. But Let's think for a second. If the West Coast says it's legal to buy, just like beer, it's legal to buy in California and all the states over there. Yeah. Federally, this the the country can't mandate what California does.
1: Well, no. I mean, this is you know, as uh, as they like to put it, uh, the Constitution gives the states uh, their own rights to make moves on certain avenues here and. Uh, And and more to the point of they let the people vote in each state. On the majority, across the board, the majority of states that have gone medicinal and legal have been because the people themselves in the state, it went on the ballot. And it's usually been put onto the ballot by Normal or MPP, and that's Marijuana Policy Project, or Normal National Organization for the Rights of Marijuana Legalization. Um, Those are the two main groups, and they push to get a lot of these things onto the ballots then the people themselves vote for it. So it is a bummer when you see certain states are like, oh, it didn't make it again. And you're like, what is wrong with you, you folks So you I mean
0: it, it didn't make it to the
1: ballot or it didn't get, it got voted down? Got voted down by the people. Now what's interesting, yeah, some states, they're not quite there, they're, they're getting there. And more and more people are, are voting, wait, I see the positives to it. And, and there's two reasons. People look at it from, I don't want all those stoners roaming around my town or the educated people like, you know, I'm, let's face it. I, I am a user, but I also am an executive sales director for the company Roken and I'm in charge of hundreds of accounts across the nation. So because they're of probably that, already walking around your town. What's that now?
0: They're probably already walking around your town, you know, oh, yeah. they're just getting you know, they're it on,
1: on an illegal basis. Absolutely. You know, lawyers, uh, you know, in some cases, maybe some levels of doctors, uh, you know, uh, teachers for sure at all levels. There are a lot of people who uh, might once in a blue moon choose to utilize that, um, whether you know, for. Reason,
0: whatever. I wanted to have this podcast so I could understand more about THC and CBD, because I also do this podcast with people running for office. And I know the topic is going to come up sooner than later about people's platforms being one of the definitions of legalization or decriminalization. And I'm thinking, I bet I've been hearing decriminalization a lot more than legalization. I have them both in the same, they were both in the same sort of uh, understanding level, right? right. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to understand it so that I could really process some good questions to people running for office, like governor or congress or whatever higher level decision makers. So that's awesome, man. Well,
1: you that know, here's awesome. interesting too, for you, because you know, a lot of people maybe aren't aware on the East coast cause it isn't promoted and talked about very much. Massachusetts is recreationally legal. Maine is recreationally legal. You drive to those States for a holiday and really? spend your week. Yeah. Yeah. So you could go to Boston for a, uh, for a tea party or a marathon
0: or a marathon. And-
1: or a marathon, and at the end of it, after you've uh, won whatever it was that you were going for, uh, you can celebrate with uh, with a space cake or a pre roll. Uh, Holy
0: shit, dude! Okay, yeah. Again, I don't think I'm super dense. I don't think I'm just because it's not on my radar.
1: I'm not paying attention. Well, it's not talked about uh, uh, out there. Let's face it. You know, you, you, we know each other from Virginia. I'm a Nova boy. Uh, my dad and brother work in uh, government sectors, as you know. And so uh, I see both sides of the fence. And then especially I've been bartended there for 17 years and so many years in restaurants. You and I both know the the ideology that exists there. And, and, and it's great. And it's what focuses and runs so many things. But it's not a conversation piece with people at uh, the dinner table generally.
0: Yeah, it's it still, it's still um, has a stigma to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we gotta get back on track. Cause I, I, I definitely took us on a sideways note there and, and thank, you for, for, thank you for what you understand and explaining it to me. Um, let's get back to CBD for a second. In our pre discussion for the con- sake of content, we discussed how to determine, well just the beginnings of how to determine a quality CBD product. Um, like I said, I'm not saying the kill clip doesn't work, Maybe I need to drink three of them. Maybe that delivery method's yeah. not for me. The stuff I put on, maybe that's not for me. I was texting with somebody in New York who uses a CBD that they they put it under their tongue or something. You know, I just, yeah. I just how do we determine what a good company is when purchasing something? Because, for again, the sidebar for a second, the CBD Dopper was like 70 bones, that's a little, you know, a little jar with a little squeeze thing on top, the dropper, seventy bucks. I don't want to spend seventy bucks on some voodoo. I want to spend it on something
1: that I know is going to actually work. Right, right. The, and and it's a it's a huge point. And you know the the fact is the market has been opened up to anyone being allowed to jump into it. Um, and it wasn't the case in the, uh, originally. Obviously, hemp was also in a controlled aspect to where each state might have wanted to do it, but they weren't allowed to do it. as an example, West Virginia you I think we're mentioning there's a hemp farm uh, down the road from you and they've now sprung up in Virginia uh, and West Virginia. That's because of the farm bill that passed and when the farm bill passed, it allowed for hemp CBD to be grown throughout the US and then at that point, It boils down to each state allowing it and then each county allowing it. So in simplistic terms, everybody who does drink knows or loves Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is from a dry county in Lynchburg. They're not allowed to consume anything there, but they can create the product there. Uh, You can argue some cases that's what will happen eventually with with some of the THC plants, but that's why some counties allow CBD to be grown and some don't. And that boils down a lot of the times to the misunderstanding of psychoactive effects of the product as opposed to, hey, you're growing a medicinal plant here. Uh, um, the, the big thing with CBD is the company that's producing it, there are hundreds of them out there. Um, I do trade shows all the time, and we just went to one a few months ago, and it was a CBD trade show. And, you know, you would think, okay, cool. There should be like three, four rows, man. There were, I said, there were hundreds of companies to a point that we ourselves are even walking around and it gets to a point where the trust in the merchant that is purchasing that product and selling it to you that they've done their research to know that the test results have been provided with that. And when people hear test results, like, what the hell's test results? Test results is so that people know there aren't pesticides uh, in the plants from growing from them, you know, maybe using Roundup to kill weeds or anything like that. We don't, we don't want anything in that that's gonna be a consumable product. Hold the horse.
0: Touch on that for a minute. What are some things that could go wrong at the plant level like you said, pesticides. And I heard another podcast that talked about really bad pesticides with um, illegally purchased marijuana sources. Okay. Um, why is that important?
1: Well, uh, remember the whole crazy vaporizer cartridge issue that we just had this past fall where suddenly people were dying from vaporizers. So they've pulled all these things from markets and things like that. Well, when you pinpoint the source of what was the creator of all this, at the end of the day, unfortunately, it was black market material from uh, from grow operations, from TAC operations, and combined in some cases with horribly, horribly cheap uh, uh, product, uh, carry you know cartridges that are carrying it. Okay,
0: so hold on, you, you, you twisted on me. Let's, let's say what you just said again, but you have to describe what product did versus, product versus equipment.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let me see. What the heck did I say there? Okay, so the big thing as an example of a product that had pesticides in it with the vapor cartridge issue. Okay, so, the, uh, that, so, the product, so the product is the concentrate. The concentrate, the t- and it originated as a THC marijuana plant. Okay. So the THC marijuana plant. Um, and this is actually uh, an article out there. I can't uh, give a link to it right now off the top of my head but and uh, or the name, but there was a company in California, a, a reputable company that actually dealt on the legal market side for their dispensaries. Uh, they grew a lot of product and any batches when they run them through the test results to check for any high levels of Pesticides, and and pesticides can be anything, including leftover uh, nutrients used as fertilizer and things like that, that that people use even in their own yards. You always want to make sure that you're using healthy, organic things, and then that you're washing them through with with water and everything. So these plants hadn't been cleansed entirely, and they failed the uh, inspection, the test. Well, by law, those products are supposed to be immediately destroyed. Well, some of these companies, the owners, were exceptionally greedy. And so they put a backdoor operation up, and ironically enough, this operation was down on the same street that the police academy was on. Um, and so this guy had a backdoor operation going where they were taking this tested positive uh, for pesticide marijuanas and were blasting it down, creating their concentrates, and then loading that into these cartridges and sending them all over the place to where people even out east and well all over the country, you know, getting these nice fancy cartridges that hey these are from California. You can only purchase things recreationally over the counter. So how are we getting that many? No one's going to out of their way spend thirty dollars over the counter for a cartridge, come back and sell it for thirty one. You are a horrible entrepreneur. Right. Uh, so we know it's illegal black market stuff, and that's what created that whole crisis. Um, And then I said, combined with crappy materials that were coming out of China, um, multiple, multiple tier levels of manufacturer companies that do what we do, but we are a top tier level because we take our time to make sure all the products clear all the certifications that are required, both U.S. side and European wise. So, um, but that explains that aspect of what I meant by product, if you will.
0: Yeah, I was confused between product and Equipment because you sell a product, but your aquatic your product is equipment. Anyways, yeah, that. that, that, that for a second. So, so good companies do testing, and you were saying they test for. And yes, we were asking was what goes wrong at the plant level. So, if you have to envision a farm, and I'm going to envision something the size of my backyard. Okay, I'm gonna. It's something small because I saw the one in Virginia down in. Um, I want to say it's. Uh, No, it's not, it's not, it's Radford, it's down by Radford, there's a humongous farm, you can see it all from the highway, and it's almost three quarters of a mile long, along 81, it's just huge, and it's just hills and hills of, um, I think it's called True Harvest, I think it's what it's called, anyways, it's amazing it's right there, but I'm gonna envision something in in my backyard, which is mostly everybody's typical backyard, and um, I bet I have numerous plants out there. To keep bugs off of them, a normal operation would put some sort of uh, bug deterrent on it, right? That's what I'm figuring. Um, I know we do this with our tomatoes and cucumbers and a lot of the food we get put on salads, those probably have some sort of pesticide sprayed on them at some point, maybe,
1: maybe not. You know, they could be already pre treated with something to keep them from, uh, you know, getting uh, attacked. I mean,
0: yeah, infected and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm still eating that salad, I'm still eating those cucumbers, I'm still eating those uh those tomatoes. How is it that much worse if it's in marijuana?
1: Well, it's what's used, and it's, you know, using organic, uh, uh, Pesticides, if you will, things that are, are known that are uh, not harmful to the to the human consumption, um, but that can be used as a, um, a cleanser, if you will, for these things. Uh, it's the same thing applies to um, you know when you're buying organic vegetables as opposed to the other section of vegetables. Well, the organic, you know, has to pass these strict yeah. guidelines standards. And those standards mean everything you're using has to be of an organic base to a point of, uh, you know, I can't uh, speak to a, a knowledge, but where somebody might put a juice with a light sugar and a water mixed together and lightly spray that on a plant to use it to keep something off of it. Um, again, at this point, I'm talking a little bit out of my, uh, my knowledge on the botany end, but uh, gotcha. you get the gist. Yeah, I get that, yeah. I, get it. I get it, I get it, I get that
0: sometimes my questions will pull us down a path of um, some other expert, probably a farm person, and I, I can think of who to call.
1: And, well, here's an interesting thing, too, though, for you on that, because a lot of people uh, don't understand with the hemp plant, the uniqueness of it, and the reason you have to be so specific with the hemp and the THC plant, but especially the hemp plant, is the way they absorb nutrients they very much cleanse the ground that they're planted in. They'll absorb everything. Uh, A very little known fact, uh, there's a huge field of hemp planted near uh, the Chernobyl area to pull the radiation out of the soil. And it's pulled into those plants. Those plants are then chopped down and destroyed. And then, you know, another, and it's helping used to cleanse the soil. Um, So the same thing, if in your backyard, you want to grow something like that and, you know, oh, man, I'm sick of these darn weeds over here. Well, I'm just going to, you know, s- spray something bad like a Roundup over here. Yeah, that is the last thing you want going into that product that eventually later on you're going to be consuming. Um,
0: so, so that makes a lot more sense. So because the hemp plant is a ground cleansing type of plant, that's that's awesome, man. That's, that's really good to know. Okay, yeah. So then – so then, proper testing on a CBD product—how is that done, or who's in charge of that sort of regulation? For example, I was painting a place in Harper's Ferry, and this uh, this older fella came up, and started talking to us. I mean, even during the freaking quarantine, I had to run him off. But I was like, "You're not getting us sick, dude. Just you gotta go." He was very excited to promote his his new oils and cbd oils that he's selling and i was like that sounds suspect like i don't really know why you're i I just don't see how he's making it in his kitchen it almost made me think of meth you're like oh you're making your own version of this now so so how how does one get tested or how does one get
1: how how do you test your cbd well there's labs that one can go to um but not anyone as a as a just an individual can grow something or create something and then call up the lab and say hey i want to get this tested to be sold you have to be a uh an operating business entity if you want to get it you know tested for sure this, and, dude, this dude was definitely not i mean was this like a little bar with a sticker sideways on it still drying <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it, it's just a dude. Some dude was rolled up to us, and he was not an entity or a business. He was a guy right. who I guess probably had some illegally procured plants. Now, let me, let me drop back on the same topic, though. When we were talking a couple of days ago, you said that was it on the THC side that every seed is tracked, or is that also on the hemp
1: side? It would be on the hemp side. Uh well that's actually an interesting question. Uh, on the THC side, the second a seed goes into the ground, it has what's called a metric tracking number. And that's to track every plant that comes off of that. So you grow one plant off a seed, and then people do what are called cloning, where they'll cut limbs off of that plant and make new ones. Each one of those will get a new metric tag number. So they're all traced from start to finish so that you can trace everything that's gone into that product from the first day it was created, and that's what that platform is for. Uh, The CBD and hemp market is is done a little differently because it isn't tagged for each plant. You've just got fields of the product being grown. It then needs to be sent to the correct facility to have it tested, and there are testing facilities popping up in in virtually every state now, as far as I'm uh, aware that are there to test the CBD uh, hemp content. The main reason that they're testing, not only for what I had mentioned for pesticides and you know leftover nutrients, not washed or anything like that, but it is being tested for THC content. The reason I'm saying that is remember when we started at the beginning of the podcast and we were asking, so what's the difference? Well, they all come from a cannabis plant. Uh, and so they're different. Cousins, if you will, but because it's a cousin, it still can have THC in it, unless it's been bred to have it removed. Uh, uh, for example, like the strain uh, Charlotte's Hold Web. Hold on, maybe,
0: maybe that, no, maybe the audio got weird. You said CBD can or cannot. You said can't or can have THC in it.
1: Okay, it. It can, and that's where the testing comes in. Uh, There was a big issue with some of the growers in the uh, Virginia and Charlestown area in West Virginia, uh, from what I understand, last year, where they grew their product, and everyone had to uh, destroy a lot of it because it was declared hot. And hot means that it tested above the legal limit of THC content. So for any product that's sold on the market for a general consumer, uh, like yourself, or, or anyone who, uh, you know, fits under, you know, I can I can have a .003% THC. That's when it's in a full spectrum. Now, if it's a broad spectrum, uh, then it's going to be uh, no THC it's completely removed uh, from the product and it's just different forms of extraction there. Zero. Zero per- so yeah so that means that they qualify for under 0.003% THC in the product so then they do not need to list or label it at all. Um, however if you get a, a full spectrum oil you're gonna see that it has 0.003% THC the difference being is that somebody in a government job who does want to utilize CBD because they've heard it works really great for, for somebody like yourself, uh, but they just, I cannot test for, for THC, period. Okay, well, use the, use the product that is absolutely fully stripped, um, and then uh, that's going to be the broad spectrum. And then, uh, so, it's... Uh, okay, okay. So it basically, and and this is a little read-up. I told you I had some of my notes open because I wanted to be able to refer to sure. them to cover that. So this is basically a broad-spectrum CBD is a middle ground option between isolate and full-spectrum CBD. It begins as full-spectrum oil and then has a full range of beneficial cannabinoids and terpenes. And then it goes through a refinement process to remove the THC compounds. So that's what broad-spectrum is, is that it goes through... A removal, a chemical removal process of the THC, to thereby just have the oil itself. Thanks. Kevin. There's a lot.
0: There's no, a no, lot. no. That was really good. That was really good. It goes everywhere. Um. Okay, we're almost wrapping this up. I only have two more sections of notes. Uh, the next one is um, I mean, you're in it. So, what is the future? Of CBD, What are we going to see in the next 18 months for CBD products that hopefully I notice work more?
1: Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting market because CBD is its own entity and then the THC marijuana is, a, is its other side. However, there are certain parts that are overlapping and that would be businesses and branding. And recognition of product and it comes back around to a topic earlier of how do I know that this company's product that I'm buying is good how do I know it's better than that and it boils down to the reputable businesses and relationships that have been built up and then growing from there so for example Roken the company I work for we are in the process now uh, we'll be creating and releasing some of our own CVD products over the next few months and those will be some gummies and some topicals and a roll on initially and some cartridges actually. And those cartridges would be utilized also in our little device that we carry there. But the big thing is in the national spectrum of what it's going to do, uh, every state is gonna get growing hemp within the next, you know, within this next year or so. There'll be certain regions that are gonna do much, much better. The big thing with hemp, and we had talked about this not only a few days ago, but on that amazing drive to Ohio, when we had not much else to talk about, and it was a this this brain, uh, I discussed the whole reality of where hemp goes. Hemp is a very unique thing because obviously you can grow hemp for the CBD and the flour end of it, or you can grow hemp for textiles. And that's why I say every state will end up growing hemp. Not all of them are going to be growing it for the flour medicinal product, some are going to be growing it to be utilized in things like uh hemp crete which is concrete uh a concrete uh, a hemp crete wall i think is about three feet thick of solid hemp crete can withstand up to almost 1200 degrees of flame on one side and still be a room temperature on the other uh, that's not happening with too many building products uh so there's 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 so many different things for example um uh, you know the hay that's spread down for horses to uh, to stand on in their uh, paddocks. you can use hemp instead and you can shave up uh, the the shock uh, of the hemp and you can put that down there and one it's softer for them, and two it's antibacterial, so it actually helps heal their hooves and their feet while they're trotting on it. so there are so many uses that it is sad and ironic that we went for so long as a country not allowing this when, I mean, the most simplistic thing hemp was used for was creating rope. And some of the best rope is made from hemp.
0: And, uh, and sales, right? Sales back in the day. Weren't sales? sales right? Yep, sales, uh,
1: clothes, clothing. Like because, of, because of durability. Correct. Correct, durability and, and softness. It's like a, a cotton that just uh, that stays soft as all can be. In fact, I've got a pair of hemp pants that I was wearing last night, and I mean, it, it's, you feel like the surfer guy at the beach all the time when you're wearing them. Um, so where do I see the market going? It's, it's going to get big in certain regions. Virginia is gonna become a prime hemp market uh, because of it grows very similar to tobacco. So you look at states like Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, where, for example, Kentucky and Tennessee for a long time have had hemp programs going. Um, Virginia, George Mason, or excuse me, James Madison University uh, has a hemp growing program that's been going for a few years uh, out at their university uh, where they actually grow plants for the research. The interesting thing, Kevin, is there there are many different benefits to the plant itself. This is getting off on another topic that we can get into at another point, but all of these original cannabinoids, THC, CBD, and all of them, they start as a a, a, uh, called CVG. And then as that changes in the compound structure, it goes into all these other different avenues – um, and then eventually, uh, degenerated THC can turn into CBN, and that is a sleep aid. Um, but again, this goes down other wormholes. So, holy shit! The re- dude.
0: <laughs> now, the <laughs> reason—yeah,
1: I- so, so many things. Right, and the reason I bring that up is because it applies to your question of, well, where do I see it going in the next year, eighteen months? There are companies that are now growing plants that have been. Uh, uh, genetically structured, unfortunately it's modified or whatever you want to say, to grow specifically a a CBG or a CBN or something like that and those are very scientifically getting specific now and these are going to be the new aids that when it goes federally legal for the THC and CBD, and okay, let me me backtrack because CBD is allowed on the farm bills, uh, you know, federal decriminalization if you will but it is still waiting for full fda approval so people are making it in products but there are going to be eventually testing results that will come along with that to where it says hey you know this is because you know like some of the um look at some of the muscle proteins and you read on the back the, the disclaimer you know this is not fda approved or right." right so so one argues that that's a lot of the same realities right now um once the pharmaceutical companies get into it full swing which they are beginning to make their moves that direction uh, that's when you'll see them creating uh pills and or whatever the implementation might be where it is a cbd or a cbn i've got a company that i represent uh, that makes uh, CBN capsules mixed with a fish oil and uh, they're called Omax and they used to do uh, fish oil components uh, back in the day they had ads all over ESPN 15 years 10 years ago about you know hey fish oil help relax you and relax you at night they've now transitioned into putting CBD in their products and so as an added aid to the relaxation and so um, It's going to be a huge, it's going to be a multi-billion dollar market. And when I say multi-billion, we're talking it could start in the minimals of, uh, you know, the ones and threes. And within 10, 5, 10 years, it's going to be in the 15, 20 billions. Um, You know, an interesting point when we were talking legalization, when you look at what are the benefits for states doing it, well, one, why are you wasting all those taxpayers' dollars on the police force and you know jails and all that to, to put all these people in there? Just legalize it, and then you can get your tax revenue off of it. And when you look at tax revenue, Colorado just legalized in 2014 recreationally. It is now 2020. It's six years later. They've already topped, I believe, $1 billion in tax revenue off of sales. Now you tell me you can't fix a road or two with that.
0: I will tell you what, man. I'm seeing. I'm seeing all kinds of angles. If I was higher up, right, in politics or whatever, I'm seeing. I'm seeing entire counties and towns going broke after a one month quarantine. You know, their their their, re- their tax revenues are destroyed. Um, I'm seeing in states who have to delay um filing state income tax and delaying payment which was going to put them hundreds of millions of dollars behind um my company bracken's painting taking a we're taking a tempo hit we're not making as much as we normally would in a business right. season like we're in now but that means i'm paying less in taxes which means somebody's not getting my tax money which means one more road's not going to get paved or one more national guard helicopter won't get built or whatever the case is right yeah well there's Go ahead. Well, hold on so so decriminalization or releasing the reins on the uses of hemp and all these things could literally bring everybody back when it comes to tax revenues they could literally within a year be caught back up. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's how I see it. Uh, the second thing I saw was I was thinking of, and we may have alluded to this on our one of our previous conversations, was with the dis, with, with the significant distrust in China right now. I mean, not only are they just being scandalous normally, but now there's a whole disease that came out of China, and now we're all it's it's crippling the global economy. There's going to be a distrust. It'll still be convenient to get things from China, but if, if America or the rest of the country or world was able to pivot even 20% of their textiles purchases into made in America
1: and made with hemp, dude, that would be gangbusters, right? It would. I think, you know, Kevin, you touch on a very, very interesting, massively broad point that can be comprised very simply. You know, a, when you look at what happened with the uh, steel industry and the explosion of what that created in wealth for a small handful, but how it constructed America and what we did with that and how we had a brilliant rail, well, we, let me retract the brilliant. We had a railway system that went across the US. I hesitate to say brilliant because, you know, as we talked before, I've traveled all through Europe you can get to the smallest village in any country, practically in Europe by rail then down to stages of buses. We don't have that in our country. So areas started to get blocked off and chopped off because we are a nation built on capitalism, which means, hey, you know what? There's how many different car brands? You know, I don't remember what you drove. I remember we made fun of each other's vehicles back in the day. Uh, my Hyundai XL would actually make it up a hill um, I think you and I could push that car up a hill. It was that light of a vehicle. But the point being is that's what we've been pushed since the 70s and the 80s and the 90s was individuality. This virus has brought everybody back inside to where it could very well change certain aspects of that. Does everyone need to own a car? No, we don't really. We, we don't. We're, we're just trained that that's where we need to be. The reason I'm bringing this up, is we get a restructured transportation throughout the country of the rail system. That now gets towns and all those connected back up. You and I commented on this on the drive to Ohio, and I can attest to it on my motorcycle rides because one of my cool things I did on those rides is I chose to not take major highways. I always used back highways. So I saw America, and I saw towns that exactly, as you mentioned, totally desolate, Nothing going on because they lost industry there. Well, how do you revitalize that? There's so many layers to this, Kevin. You bring up, we, you know, we won't even talk about climate, but climate is a huge aspect. When you look at how it affects the growing uh, nature and, and, and nature itself and how it can demolish growing areas and combat, uh, combine that with the virus right now where they're saying we're going to have issues with the food chain potentially. And there could be shortages so what's that forcing americans to do it's forcing them for the ones that have the opportunity to go and do their own garden i've got three separate beds growing outside that i'm trying to do the the extension of all of these things that one could do whoops sorry there my phone okay. told me i was battery one of the biggest things here and i'll make it shorter and briefer if you were to take the idea of not only legalization of marijuana but expand it to the cbd market and then even expand it to how do you revitalize america at a time like this we need to teach people to grow for themselves in certain areas some of these towns you and i could go to i think we talked about business ideas uh, a few days ago and uh, you know imagine a country like amsterdam or excuse me the country like netherlands or holland if you will and they are a microscopic size in comparison to the united states yet they grow two to three times they grow the second or third most amount of vegetation in the world in indoor structures built up and down i bring that up because you think of all these towns we went through you could set all of these towns in empty buildings up to where you've got a a grow facility in the back where you're growing fresh vegetables and in the front you have a little storefront to sell them and then as you're able to expand you can take it up a floor And grow another set of vegetables and then if legalization of marijuana becomes a point well cool you can do that on another floor the opportunities to rebuild america utilizing our own infrastructure and then when i mentioned the steel people and everyone making their monies coming full circle back to that this is the most important time in america for all those that are listening you know they're watching the podcast that you know are fortunate and come from an affluent Avenue, those are the ones that can help fix this for everyone because they're the ones who have the finances to be able to invest in rebuilding America for Americans. And that's what needs to be done. You and I, we're both our companies are tight right now. I'm sure we're pinched pretty darn tight. We can do as much as we can. We can be, we can be warriors on the front line, but are we the ones that can throw in the necessary funds needed to generate X, Y, or Z? Maybe not. I can't. I know that. Right. And that's what need these people to contribute so that they do rebuild America so that their advantages for their monies aren't to send it off to jobs and companies overseas, but more so you get the benefits because you revitalized, you know, pick a pick a city, Texas. And you took this town where no one's got a damn job. You just now took everyone off unemployment which created tax freedom for the state you gave a job to everyone there which now is bringing money in there you've now got other industries that will support the people there for the jobs you can open up a restaurant now there's so many things that happen with the evolution of this industry that one argues happens with every other industry but this is the one that you can just see the revenue being produced in the legal markets that man, if we just get good governors who know how to utilize those funds, forget about it. We can do it ourselves.
0: Dude, this is great, man. That and I, I totally agree with all that. I agree with a smaller, a small economy dealing with what I've got right in front of me, dealing with the pieces that I can, the pieces that I can move. I mean, I can't move on a state level, but I can move on a town and county level. Um, but yeah, dude, I man. I see it. I'm glad we had this conversation, you know, cause it, it's helping me see, it's, it's helping me realize my ideas weren't totally crazy. Um, so thank you for that. But wrapping up, man, tell me what, um, tell me what Roken's doing, what they've got coming up, how we can learn
1: more about your, your, the company you're with. Hey, absolutely. Well, appreciate it. I mean, again, you know, appreciate you having me on and letting me blaze the Roken across the chest here. And, uh, You know, so we're a manufacturing company that started as a hardware company. Uh, We're in the process of creating CBD products. Uh, As far as where's our hardware available, you can find it throughout the U.S. Um, We got our products in dispensaries for people to purchase to go with their concentrates that they buy there or their cartridges. This is one of our biggest sellers right here. This is a cartridge device right there. So your cartridge just screws right into that and that you can buy the cartridges at the dispensaries and then a lot of them sell the mini tank right there with it Uh, it's just a very good smooth and discreet method of usage comes with the lanyard to be able to hang on there but these are the types of devices that we create Um, we are in all the legal states Uh, there's at least a handful of dispensaries in each state that has our product Um, but you can go even to your local head shop or glass shop or tobacco store right up the road. Uh, a lot of them are carrying these devices, and then they'll be carrying our CBD products as we expand. Um, we had mentioned I'm I'm the East Coast sales manager for the company. Uh, I cover everything east of the Mississippi River, so I have a very large territory, um, and I actually cover Colorado and uh, presently living out in Oregon, and uh, cover up in this territory as well, so it's a lot, um, but yeah.
0: Okay, so... If I vaporize CBD and inhale it how how without FDA approval, it's hard to say what it actually does, right?
1: Well, you know you can definitely say that if you're inhaling it, it is going to calm you that's it's a oh. it's a very relaxer um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and uh, and say, "Hey, use it for x, y, or Z, but having said that, you know what I tell somebody who's uh, you know, in college uh, studying for an exam that has anxiety before the night of a test or something to maybe take a little CBD to try to relax their mind and their body. Absolutely. Uh, you know, before something like one of these interviews um, I mean, how's your back feeling? It's getting better. There you go. Yeah. You know? So the thing is, is that that's what we do. We go around the whole country. I go in person to all these places and I call the phone to a lot of places and we do a bunch of events. Now, obviously this year, there's probably not going to be any trade shows for the rest of this year. Um, but that gives us plenty of time for us to work on our telemarketing skills and, uh, uh, you know, frankly, do more things like this. Cause I, I appreciate this greatly, really, Kevin. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing I always tell people is, uh, you know, get out, explore, keep token, you're broken. And, uh, you know, I had That's to get good. it in. Be-
0: before we wrap up, you know, I can think of products that work. Valerian root works for me. That'll put me to sleep. Melatonin will really knock me on my butt, but it's not something I take when I'm awake. I take it to supplement my sleep. And then Jenny's looked up some studies that say why you shouldn't take melatonin because it really actually messes with your sleep rhythm. So I roll, I mean, I believe she's right, but I also like to get the result of a better night's sleep as far as I'm perceiving it. So I think that I know I am, and I assume most people are out there looking for items that work. So, if something has a calming effect, fuck yeah, man. That's what I want to hear about. You know, that's what I need. I need to be calmer, I need to be more relaxed. Um, so, I look forward to trying it. I've never done any sort of inhalable uh, CBD. So, like I said, I had that dumb drink questionable not totally sold on what that's doing for me the little lotion is it the peppermint is it some sort of icy hot sort of application that's a working or is it actually cbd i don't know am i not using it enough i don't know i feel like it's also experimental you know it is
1: it is uh, it's a lot of building up in the body. Uh, you know, hey, when we get our cartridges out there, you know, know that, you know, we, we do all major testings that are required plus some extra. So, you know, when we get some CBD cartridges and uh, uh, that going, I'll, I'll make sure to get some head in your way so you can check it out. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is uh, doing the research on the company yourself with the CBD and realizing that it is something that just has to naturally build up in our bodies. because. Frankly, we've it all boils down to nutrition, right? You know, it's all what we consume, and we, for a long time, were taught not to consume some of these things. Um, but you know, cannabinoids can be found in many, many different plants. Same with terpenes.
0: I know we're trying to wrap up, right? So, what would be? <laughs> okay, so I've been I've been to these. I've been to races. Like I went to a race a year ago. This time a year ago, up in uh, Vermont. And they had CBD lotion that you put on that alleviates your sore muscles. I looked them like, so does Ben Gay, bro. So I, I don't know what you're pitching to me. Right. Um, And then another example is this joker in Harper's Ferry trying to pitch me on this idea of buying some CBD oil from him. What would be one or two questions I want to ask these guys to find out like without them being able to give me a key, like, hey, is it tested? Oh yeah, it's tested. No,
1: like what would be a good question to ask a company? I mean, where did where did the product get created? Where's it from? You know, what, uh, you can always do you ask. Mean,
0: do you, when you say product, you mean the plant? Where's the
1: CBD, where's the CBD? The thing that he's offering to you, whether it be a cartridge with something in it or an edible or, you know, where, where did you make this? Because if the labeling looks like it's made at home, it was made at home and I would not generally recommend consuming anybody's made at home unless you know them very well. And, uh, you know, okay. sure. <laughs> I mean, who knew?
0: Um, because a lot of times it sounds like it's a mom and pop operation almost everywhere I go. I feel like the, I mean, besides kill Cliff, which is a big time workout drink, they got there somewhere too. But most of the time I feel like it's
1: a, uh, uh, what's the word? A, um, a mom and pop startup, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and sorry, apologies. I just had to relocate to plug my uh, my charger in, so you get a different change of view for the rest of this here. That's all good. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's you built, know, man, yeah. I think the reality is, is that that's one of the biggest things. That even if you don't know the answer to this, if you want to throw somebody off their game and see what they really are talking about. So, uh, so what was the extraction method? You know. I I know I just said something that went over your head, and that's to get into for another point, but when they know what they're talking about, you've got a lot better reality, but if their response is, well, I'm not really too sure, walk away. (laughs) away.
0: That's great, man. No, that's a really great way. Like, What's your extraction method, or where was it made, or where did the CBD come from? Those those are at least starter conversations you can gauge what somebody's experience in is it because I feel like everywhere I go Mm -hmm. someone's selling some sort of CBD like farmers market CBD what
1: What? well it's funny, money yeah there's a lot of farmers markets people are selling the CBD and uh you know we can go on and on for that forever but you definitely always want to be skeptical about the person who comes up to you randomly and says hey you want to buy a watch (laughs) <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Yo, I got some speakers in my van out here in the parking lot. Come check it out. Let's okay, do, so do it what, quick,
1: though. Let's do it yeah, quick.
0: So real quick,
1: uh, Roken, what's the website? Roken, www.rokenvapes.com. R-O-K-I-N vapes. You got it. We got a nice right. 20% off uh, special going right now because of the coronavirus thing. So, uh, we know everyone's at home, and we want everyone to be safe. you know, like I said, my normal tagline was "Get out, explore, keep token to roken. and right now it's get out to your backyard and uh, explore safely and keep token that roken."
0: All right, cool. And then uh, we'll look forward to when you guys come out with the CBD. Any potential timelines on that?
1: I want to say within the next three months, but obviously, with the issues at hand right now, Uh, manufacturing for all the different products have slowed down a little bit uh, due to people, you know, having to be, uh, you know, not being able to be at these places to work. But, you know, we're hoping the next two to three months and if it gets expedited, uh, we'll get on that. And and hopefully we get on and do this again, uh, you know, soon, man. I'd love to do this every month with you.
0: Oh yeah, man. Mark, I think I'm going to probably use you as my go-to expert. A, because I know you and I trust you and B, because I know you've been in it. A long, a long time, and uh, there might even be potential to um, have you plus somebody else on to talk about two different points of view on the same topic. That would be fun too, I think. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I think think I'm going to make you my THC CBD professor. Maybe we'll have one of these every two to three months. You know.
1: Dude, I love that. I'm going to have to have my dad hear this now, so he can see my education paid off. <laughs> Parents are the best. All right, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you having me. Great seeing you. I'll get a beard for next time. Right on, bud. All right, brother.
2: This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown, and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ransom and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.
0: Today's intro song is called Mean in a Good Way. It's written and performed by Peter Clark off of his album, Peter Clark After Dark. Peter Peter describes this song as being the best song to learn hula hooping to. Peter is an avid hooper and recently started a hula hoop repair business. If you ever need hula hoop repair, consider contacting Peter. You can reach him on SoundCloud. Just search Peter Clark After Dark.